Hey, welcome everybody to the first episode of Two Guys Drive. Uh, my name is Adam Johnson. I'm here with Mike Sagonius. Say hi to everybody, Mike. How's it going, everyone? Again, my name is Mike Sagonius. First ever episode of uh, Two Guys Drive via podcast. We're really excited. Today we're going to kind of talk about not so much the now of driving. Well, I mean, a little bit, I guess, now about the now. Hey, Mike? Uh, definitely uh, going to touch about... Uh, the now version of it because uh, I don't know if you've seen the last six months how rapidly uh, the EV uh, market has grown but uh, I mean it's going up from here yeah so we're gonna talk a little bit about electric vehicles Um, looking back I mean we got the idea because we had a Nissan Leaf come through here uh, at our store and it was a 2015 and we were kind of looking at the range on it and things like that and we were blown away that 80 kilometers on a good solid summer day was the range that the Leaf could deliver and now we're looking at competitors like the uh, like the Kona and the Soul that can go up to like 400 kilometers range and in a matter of you know four model years five model years we're, we're seeing these leaps and bounds come through so we got a couple of things that we want to touch on um, a bit today we're gonna touch on you know where they were where EVs were where they're going yeah. we're gonna talk about a huge investment that uh, Kia and Hyundai Motor Company has made and not to mention its competitors Ford and Amazon that's right it's gonna be an exciting podcast I mean we got a lot to learn about um, that's essentially what this podcast is for we're learning we want you to get knowledgeable as well on the subject because at the end of the day I want to own an electric vehicle Adam wants to own an electric vehicle. I'm sure you want to own an electric vehicle. Um, It's just uh, better for the environment, better for yourself, and better for your pocket. Okay, but let's dive right into this here, though. So, Mike, when do you think we're going to start to see, like, we're seeing a lot of electric vehicles show up in SUVs, small daily commuter cars. They're kind of taken from the K or the key car market uh, over from Asia, I've kind of noticed. But when do you think we're going to start seeing, like, full-on electric sports cars? When am I going to see a 20, whatever, 2025, 2026 Kia Stinger GT, Mustang GT, full electric, all wheel drive. I want to see some 600 horsepower electric vehicles because those torque are like, we're getting up and going. Yeah. And that's pretty much why I haven't uh, looked too deeply into getting myself an electric vehicle is because I don't want to give up that performance. Uh, I'm still pretty youthful and... I want to drive my vehicle, you know? I don't want to just sit in that little box and hope it gets me there. You know what, though? Have you actually driven an electric vehicle out, yep. of, out of all the... Yeah, so... I uh, drove a uh, Kia Niro the other day, actually. Mm. Yeah, okay, wicked. So was that the full electric or was that the hybrid that you drove? That was the uh, plug-in hybrid, mm-hmm. and uh, I tried out just using the electric motor, and it wasn't too bad. Uh, handled pretty well in the snow because uh, here in Kelowna, the weather is... <laughs> Definitely cold and everything's caked in ice. It and snowed it every single really well. day for God, oh, near a month. It's been a little ridiculous. Yep, a little tired of it. Yeah, no kidding. But I mean, it it kind of throws me. I guess I talk about these 600 horsepower performance cars, but. A 200 horsepower electric vehicle, maybe it's just because of the sheer torque, the get up and go and the grip that I experienced. 200 horse in an electric vehicle seems to be totally different from 200 horsepower in a gas vehicle. That's just my kind of take on things, but I want to hear some other opinions because, you know, my clients don't really seem to, I guess, give me the feedback that I ask for in the email. So how did you find uh, the, the Nero being an electric vehicle? 
I mean, the road conditions were very poor, let me begin with, when I headed out for a test drive. Salt and stand weren't sticking. <laughs> and uh, I didn't notice that I was really driving an electric vehicle. Um, let that be clear. Uh, wow, it's silent. If oh. the dashboard didn't jingle at me, I wouldn't <laughs> even know the thing's on. Like That was definitely an eye-opener, but I mean, all of the new <laughs> uh, Kia vehicles and like SUVs, they're all being built like so quiet on the road. Mm -hmm. They have like the um, the windows are uh, soundproofing, like everything is just so quiet that even the electric vehicle, like you just don't know that it's even running half the time. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's kind of crazy. And when we get into the, some of the technologies like regenerative braking, where every time you stop the vehicle, it charges your motor, um, kind of extends the life and length of the battery, giving you a couple of those extra kilometers. It makes me wonder what sort of technology advancements we're gonna see, especially when, like, let's touch on the story. Let's get into the meat here a little bit of this podcast. Hyundai and Kia have collaborated. I mean, they are sister companies and they have invested 100 million euros in Arrival, which is a company that builds electric, box vans. Now, they've gone in direct competition and I had no idea that a company called Rivian was just recently backed by Ford Motor Co. and Amazon. Amazon's getting in on this. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty ambitious uh, going up against Amazon for anything. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of became a giant. But I mean, if you look at the evolution of Kia as a company in itself, I mean, we've only been here in North America since the 90s. Um, you look around and you see tons of people driving Kias. I mean, if you look back at like a 2011 Optima and then you paired up with a 2020 Optima, you're going to notice all of the changes in Kia as a automobile uh, um, provider. Like, yeah. Their vehicles are so advanced now, they're um, pairing right next to those top-end uh, auto dealerships, right? So, yeah. No, it's weird. We've kind of started to see... Uh, these foreign brands and not only the ones that we're privy to like not only Kia and Hyundai But we're starting to see the other manufacturers, you know Honda Subaru uh, Chevrolet they all really started to step up their game and it makes me curious like if you were to put a time frame on it Like what do you what do you think the next 10 years? I know BC's passed a law We should only have gas vehicles here for around another I believe it is decade now I know I'm probably gonna get crucified for that and thrown straight up and said like, no, Adam, it's actually seven years or it's 15 or whatever. But here in the province of BC, I'm not sure if you actually knew that, there, there is a law that's passed where electric vehicles will be the only thing legal for a dealership to sell going on past, if I, if I had to guess and read that article and I read it about six months ago, I, I think that it's around 2030 or 2031. I mean, I think your ballpark's correct because, I mean, we're going to be rolling out those uh, e-commerce, uh, the Rivian's uh, vans that they're going to be doing, the commercial ones. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to be rolling out in 2021, so if you think about it, that's going to be their starting launch, and then Kia's going to be rolling out um, mass amounts of their EVs uh, within that 10-year period, I'm assuming. So. 2030, yeah, we should be definitely seeing a lot of uh, things in place that are pushing us right into electric vehicles. Yeah, we're seeing about 15% of the current lineup 
for the 2020 and 2021 model year being electric and or hybrids, um, it, it, it kind of gets me thinking, you know, like with these electric vehicles, I was actually a big, I'm, I'm gonna call it like it is, I was actually a big person against this. I'm a big gearhead. I've been working on vehicles for a long time now. Um, you know, my dad, John Johnson, being a, a famous auto body man and, you know, kind of getting himself out there. Shout out to you, dad, I'm super proud of you. Um, I was really big into the gas vehicles. I even tried to go to like a V8 Mustang and things like that. But oh, after driving an electric car, I actually drove, the very first one that I ever drove was a Hyundai Ioniq. Um, and I actually drove it not even at the dealership. I was working at a, at a different dealership, not one of these major chains at that time. And it really impressed me to see how quickly I could get up to speed. So now I'm on board. But let's, let's talk about, I guess, with EVs working on them. How often do you actually see an EV come in here for like major servicing? I mean, they've been out for about four or five years. I and mean, specifically the Nero, I believe it was uh, EV released, what, 2017? Yep. Um, I haven't actually seen a single person bring in their EV uh, Nero for anything other than it's like just a service call. Yeah, I've never seen one come in fully broken and that's not just to promote our brand either. Like we, we service a lot of vehicles here at the shop and I don't really see anything from like a, a Chevy Bolt or any of the, the Ford lineup or anything like that quite, um, you know, hitting the shop like that. So it really makes me wonder with these EVs, a lot of people think that it's like, you know, oh, with this new technology and things like that, we're gonna see a lot of things go wrong. It's gonna be really expensive to repair and things like that. But I don't know, it almost seems like there's less that is actually going wrong in these vehicles, but maybe that's just my take. I mean, I haven't been in the uh, auto industry long enough to give you a different opinion. Maybe if uh, people listening wanna see uh, what they think about that. If they own, you know, an electric vehicle, um, if they've had to service theirs or they have family members or friends who have an electric vehicle, maybe you have some history or a backstory about like what they've had to go through, if they've had any services done, any repairs, like let us know. Yeah, we uh, wanna hear it. We wanna know your story. Um, that's essentially what Two Guys Drive is about. It's not only mine and Adam's story and our development into mm -hmm. the auto industry, but we wanna bring your story. We wanna hear your side of things. Okay, fantastic point. I see you pulled up a graph. Yes. I can't see that graph and neither can, can our listeners here. Can you, can you tell me a little bit about what graph you've actually got pulled up? So I was looking into the global sales for electric and plug-in hybrid vehicles and just trying to see like the general growth of this market. Oh, um, sweet. Even more interesting than I could have thought. And uh, so we're looking at, it took about 20 years for the first million uh, EVs to be sold on the market. What EVs were made 20 years ago? Okay, if somebody has a vintage EV, this would be like picking yourself up a Ford Model 1830s, T. 1830s, the first electric vehicle was actually made. <laughs> no way. Yep, the first electric vehicle was actually made in the 1830s. Wow, what a unique fact. Now I imagine it had enough power to probably roll down the road <laughs> at like one horse power. Downhill with a push at the top. But and you know strong what? heavy winds, yes. 
<laughs> but you know what? It could do it. I didn't know that. A full um, electric vehicle in the 1830s. Who'd the second million uh, EVs to go out on market took 18 months. So wow. it took 20 years for the first million, 18 months for the second million. Now let that sink in for a second. Now, this is how rapid the EV uh, market is growing and how it's catching on and how everyone is thinking about our environment. Everyone's thinking about their carbon footprint. Uh, everyone does not like paying $100 million every year for gas. Yeah, we're up to, uh, what, $1.35 I just paid at the pump this morning per liter? Yeah, it's expensive. It um, is. Now, 3 million EVs sold took eight months. So the second million took 18, first million 20 years, third million took eight months. And then in 2019, the four million mark took six months and we were trending for five million in five months at the end of 2019. So we're starting to see a lot of these units on the road. I mean, when you look at the amount of cars on the road and then consider five million, it's, it's still a fairly small number, but that growth, um, that would actually kind of put that prediction that uh, we talked about earlier pretty well right on track. I mean, in the next 10, 10 years, I mean, it's probably gonna be pretty rare to see a gasser on the road if it's not on the track um, in general. It makes me kind of curious living here in BC or some of the more, uh, I guess, liberal states or countries, um, if we're gonna be allowed to have gassers anywhere but a track. Um, and, yeah. I, and again, I'm getting real controversial. I'm trying to drum up some some interest here as we're trying to keep these podcasts to 15 minutes. I, we want to hear you guys talking. I want to hear your weigh-in. Should we do a second episode on this EV with a, a I, little more detail? You know, I definitely think we should because we just literally scratched the surface on the EV. Um, and it's going to be huge, especially in BC, because we're all about our province here. We're mm -hmm. all about sustainability um, and accountability for ourselves and our carbon footprint here. At least I am, and I know a lot of other people that I'm friends with are. Yeah. Um, one thing that I don't know if people know about is the rebate that you get at dealerships mm -hmm. uh, buying an EV. Uh, between $2,500 and $5,000 rebate at the dealership. <laughs> It, it actually depends. I've, I've had some EV sales go up to uh, $10,000 wow. if they're doing their... It's almost like a cash for clunkers program. And again, it's only here in BC. Uh, I'm not sure if the other provinces are doing that. So if you're listening in from Alberta, Ontario, somewhere like that, I definitely want to hear your feedback. As uh, With as much content as Mike and I try and put out, we just we don't have the time to go through every single article on the internet about EVs. We just get just, just smart enough to kind of talk and throw some jokes back and forth. Yep, just like this podcast, big old... No, I'm just kidding, guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you could uh, send us some uh, feedback, uh, that'd be amazing. Like, what you want us to talk about on our podcasts. Even give us some tips, what we can improve, what we can do next time. And what EV are you going to buy? Out yep. of everything on the market, what's your favorite? I mean, we got tons out there now. We got the Kia Soul, the Nero, like you were saying, the Volkswagen E-Golf, the Chevrolet Volt. Hey, my favorite, my favorite. Go, go on. I don't know if you guys know that this one exists, but it's the 4-2 oh Mercedes-Benz Division. Car. Of course. Little guy, little car. It fits me perfectly. Oh my god. I have enough legroom in there to put three of me. Jesus. Oh, okay. On that <laughs> note, thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. This has been Two Guys Drive. Um, yeah. You know, Thanks for uh, thanks for tuning in and listening. Um, again, my name's Mike Sigonius. And I'm Adam Johnson. And this is... Uh, 
Two Guys Drive. And our first take. So uh, the outro was a little spotty, but you know what? The rest of the podcast went phenomenal. So we'll uh, tune in again for our next episode. We're really excited. Like it, share it, throw it out to all your friends so that they can hear our uh, voices there in the morning as they go to wake up. Those poor, poor people. Two Guys Drive. (laughs) Okay, we're keeping that.